Uh, welcome to episode 20. Known as Ooh. the audio problems one. Known as the audio problems one. Oh, God, audio problems. Episode 20 already? Jesus Christ. It is episode 20. Uh, you know what this means. Um, we killed Jacob. It's the 20th episode. That's all it means. It's the 20th wow. episode. <laughs> yeah. God, I, can go, I can go grab yeah. a drink. No. I can get super wasted. No. It is way too early in the day. Ah. Listen to me. Day drinking was invented by the government to put the working man down. Don't believe the lies. Uh, excuse me. You I can drink whenever you want. I drink on the job. <laughs> if you have no obligations for the rest of the day, you can drink whenever you want. Facts. The the sober man can't hurt you. The man cannot hurt you. Uh, speaking of drinking, uh, how did everybody uh, hear about... Not at how. Uh, what does everybody think about the, the uh, trans activist... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney? Mulvaney? Uh, uh, drinking the, the Bud Light and then all the all the backlash from, from it. I still I literally know basically... some random person advertising their beer like all other celebrities do. And then imagine being Kid Rock, a 50-year-old man, shooting beers because he got triggered. Hold Wait, on, no, we'll, I showed you. we'll get to that part. Let me, let me explain what this scenario is. Um, so Bud Light... Uh, decided to to sponsor uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans activist, uh, into making videos with with beer and celebrating uh, in- inclusiveness to to their market. Now, the one thing that Bud Light failed to realize was that their entire audience or their entire market is practically like lower income right-winged people so when when they started putting rainbows on cans and they started uh having this stuff sort of come out of course that that i the the people who drink that kind of beer didn't like the idea and that's why we're having this huge huge backlash from from or against bud light from this group now i don't drink bud light i don't drink Budweiser, I don't drink any sort of, like, I, I guess, international beer like that. I think that's because you have self-respect. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't care what Bud Light does with their, with their advertising, but I think that uh, such a reaction is kind of silly, especially as, as uh, Math had said, from Kid Rock, who made a video uh, shooting all of his Bud Light cans uh, and making a statement against it. Now, I find that to be sort of silly only because he bought the beers just to shoot them when he could have just not bought the beers, but I guess he is a big big name, so getting getting that image out there was important. Oh. That guy has not been relevant since he said he liked his kids underage in a fucking... That, what's that movie? The uh, Blue Cell movie? He had a song in there and he said something about, you know, under, underage or statuary. Now, what's kind of funny to me also is everybody I saw on TikTok who was saying they're moving to Coors Light as the next goat. Uh, don't don't realize that Coors Light also has um, uh, certain 
inclusive cans and also as the next goat people think bud light is like the pinnacle of beer i I guess what the fuck man that is people have some fucked up tastes i mean already alone you like drinking beers i think something's wrong with you i enjoy beer it just depends on the beer i just don't like i like more of my local stuff like we have this honey honey beer that i really like uh, I like, uh, there are some things I like. I like Rolling Rocks. I like certain Amber Ales and, uh, Shiner Box, Yanglings. Um, I know we talk about alcohol a lot on this, on this podcast, but God dang, I guess there's just a lot of talk about, about beer, uh, uh recently. And, and I was going to say with like our liquor talks before, it usually just comes up cause I mean, shit, everybody has it, Okay. Sorry. Everybody of age, at least. Right, right, audience, yes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yes. of age has some kind of story with it. And then it just so happens it finds its way into the news. It just feels like there's not a lot that's happening recently. I'm going through this, like, news board, and it just tells me stuff like, uh, Angry Man rants that Target is destroying masculinity with rainbows on boys' t-shirts. And all I could do what? is just click hide this ad because I'm not interested. I don't... Who cares? Who cares what's on kids' shirts? Fucking buy buy shirts that could don't you, have that then. Could you say that is an unending view of celebrity bullshit? Yeah. It's Oh Senator Armstrong, why were you correct? Just so many of these. Um, they're all they're all gotcha ads though. That's the thing. Uh is oh, the Super Mario uh, movie out already? Yes. Yeah, it's out. It's out. Has anybody seen it? I haven't. I haven't seen it either. I don't watch those movies no more. What What do you mean? Those kind of movies anymore? Uh, Chris Pratt movies. Oh. He is annoying. I do not like him anymore. I, s- I like him as an actor. He's just... I didn't think he was meant for was this role. correctly. Yeah, like he was, he was definitely good in the Jurassic Park trilogy. Or the the new Jurassic World trilogy. Um, I definitely think that he did he did pretty good in Parks and Recs. He did good as um, Star Killer, Star Lord, Star Lord, Star Killer is something different. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I'm not really I'm not really known for Star, yeah Star Lord knowing that stuff. Uh, he he plays a he is a he's a good actor I think. But I've yeah, also I mean been... in Parks and Rec, the uh, the writers hated him. Yeah, I don't know why. Because he was he was better than them. <laughs> I'm looking through the different movies he's in, and I don't know. I really i I do like him as an actor, but I've kind of been told that my my uh, what is it? Good, good. Uh, I can't tell what's good and what's bad when it comes to movies and acting. Apparently. Because uh, I, I said I liked Keanu Reeves as an actor, and then I got like yelled at for it because <laughs> um, they were people were like he does one kind of role and it's not even real acting. They just sort of use him as a as a sodden character to be to be sort of down and oh, and I'm like yeah, uh, it's called being typecast. And I'm like he's yeah, he's, he's so good at it. Like I I watched the I watched the fourth Matrix movie. 
I didn't like it too much, but it wasn't that good. He himself really good. did like the best that he could have for it. Because even though he's typecast as the guy that's sort of like detached emotionally and sodden, I think he still puts a lot of effort into that kind of role. Yeah. I kind of when you're typecast for that kind of role, it could just be like at, at a certain point you just stop caring about it. I feel like with him, he's always cared about the roles he has. Yeah, he definitely. He, I think I've always liked his stuff. Um, I mean, shit, Sean Bean. Yeah, I'm thinking revenge. He's uh, in. Oh, I was gonna say Sean in... Bean. Like he gets typecast as a uh, dying. Yeah, <laughs> and he puts his soul into it every time. <laughs> um, uh... that man was fucking. <laughs> oh my god! No way. No, Sean Bean was the one... Uh, I was about to say Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, no, wait. No, that's the one he didn't die in. No, Lord of the Rings is where he dies. Oh, no, wait. No, yeah, because he's Boromir. He's Boromir. Yeah, I, I get Boromir and the Aragorn actors confused. Yeah, that's... Uh, Aragorn is Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Viggo's actually very multi-talented. The guy can do at least a shit ton of different accents. He well, not only that, like, shit, during Lord of the Rings, dude was actually Aragorn. Camped off set, fished for his own food. Method acting. Yeah, to the highest <laughs> possibility. Of the Did you know that in Lord of the Rings, Twin Towers, he actually broke his toe? It's not called that! <laughs> it's not called Twin Towers! It's the Two Towers. Twin Towers? You I did didn't say Twin Towers. Mordor, like, there's a second <laughs> eagle! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sauron, there's been a second eagle. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fucked. Oh my god, no. they hit Baradur! They hit Baradur! Turn on the Palantir! Sorry, I've been thinking about 9 11 a lot. Why? <laughs> He's planning part two. Oh. Uh. No, another 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 character I always look at is uh, Jeff Goldblum. Every time I see him, I go, "Yep, that is just that, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. That is not Jeff Goldblum. That is not a character he's trying to portray. They just walked Jeff Goldblum on set. And that's just, just what he's yeah. doing." Yeah, he, he I don't think he's, half the time I don't even think he's actually part of the film. They just walks on set and they just walk with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, right, Jeff. Uh, you weren't originally supposed to be in this movie, but I guess we can put you in. Uh, Nothing uh, you can do about it. Jeff Goldblum uh, uh, finds a way. Just like that? Nick Cage, come on. Nick Cage, that's another man that definitely puts his all into every fucking role he has. I mean, I've never seen okay, him we gotta... We gotta bring up Willy's Wonderland. I've never seen it, but I've heard great things. Oh, it's the best of the worst films I've ever watched. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I have the funny gif. Hold on. It is... You think sixty percent is good? Fuck. It is somehow, like, like I guess it's a good example. It's like how you said, uh, Nick Cage is another actor that puts his all in every role. This is a role where he had no dialogue. He did not yeah. say a single word the entire movie, but somehow played the character so well. And if you look at the GIF I just posted, he continues to prove that he puts his all in every role. <laughs> With slap. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do that for Hawkeye. I might see him. I didn't even realize that was him. It's him. <laughs> it's because every time I've I've never actually seen the scene. I've seen people do the like paint overs, yeah, rotoscoping yeah. the scene. Morty, I'm bored. I'm, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, that. 
Uh, what a guy. Um, what's another oh. awful role, <laughs> like awful movie he was in, but he gave it his damnedest? Ghost Rider, probably. It wasn't even that bad. No, nah, I suppose not. Um, face Off? Yeah. Yeah. I want his face off. Oh. He do- he doesn't just go off. He goes. His wife. Died. The dude just commits so hard. He's just the guy you get if you want somebody to be fucking crazy. That really I mean, yeah, they're ha- like, silly. Now he's playing Dracula. Yeah. Oh, fun little fact, by the way, for people that want to know: the guy who uh, voice acted Heisenberg in Resident Evil Eight actually based his performance off Nick Cage. Part of it, yeah. I- yeah, no, he does sound like he does sound like Nicholas KJ. He does. He like, tries. You could yeah. tell there's definitely a Nick influence. Yeah, when I first heard, when I first played the game and I first met Heisenberg, I was like, "Wait, did did they get Nick Cage to voice this guy?" Nope. It's just a dude like, really good at channeling Nick Cage. You're not from around here, are you? Huh? That and, bitch, Miranda. And I love Miranda. the um. And I love even the self-referential humor in titling your most recent film The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's a funny fucking film. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And that's also like, the first that, movie where I discovered Pedro Pascal. Like, I had no idea the guy existed until I watched that movie. And the craziest part about it is he doesn't... He's not playing a character. He's just supposed to be himself. Yeah. Should have fucking titled it My Massive Cock. <laughs> the movie. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he was in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. He was the, the noir. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfect to play Spider-Man noir. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking through everybody's discographies. Or, uh, sorry. Uh, their, their movie. Filmographies. Filmographies. Oh. And, uh... I remember I was looking at uh, the 007 No Time to Die. I don't know if anybody even remembers that movie. Um, I've never seen it. It's it's the one where they just finally kill off 007 because we we had a we, we had enough. Uh, and then I remember I remember watching the movie in theaters. And does anybody know Rami Malek? Malek? Yeah, I know him. Okay. Every time I see him on screen, I can't see him as a character he's playing. I always just go, "Oh, that's Rami Malek." He has a very identifiable face. Like, oh, that's... he. Like, why... Like, just go take a lunch. Like, I'm expecting the crew to just, like, all stop, and he's just gonna be, like, in his natural habitat. <laughs> do, they leave, do they leave a blooper in this? In this? Um, oh, no, this is... That's just... Okay. Oh, no, he's the antagonist. Oh. He's he's doing his own thing. Yeah. I always just thought it was... I, every time I see him, it's always... You know, you immerse yourself in the characters and the world, and... You, despite knowing a character or knowing an actor, you know that he's playing a character and you fall in love with the character. I just yeah. fell in love with Rami Malek and I can't see him as a character. That immersion just it's, doesn't it's happen. The same, who's, the, who's Han Solo again? His name escapes me. Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford is one of those people where it's like, it doesn't matter in what mo- what movies he's in. I'm just like, yeah, that's Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I love that. Sh- I love it. So silly. I just love how fucking... Harrison Ford is just a grumpy old man now. Yeah, yeah he is, because all the franchises he was a part of have died with him. <laughs> well, and he's not mad because of that. No. He, he, he has, his thing is, he wants, 
he doesn't want to leave like a lasting like legacy of film. He wants his roles to be remembered, but he he sees how people take characters and they just keep stretching and stretching them to the point where they cease being their original ones. And he wants all of his characters to die with him. Yeah. He does not want there to be another Indiana Jones. He doesn't want there to be another Han Solo. He does not want a reboot of these franchises. Or at least, at the very least, his character. Yeah. The only thing I'm annoyed is that... Uh, and this isn't even something I've I've looked into. I just heard it offhand. Was that he said that he really didn't like doing the Star Wars movies. And that he, he really just wanted them to be over so we could do more fun things. And, and I he just, was... And I, I get it, Sorry. but I feel like being a part of one of the biggest movie franchises of the time, you should probably... I'd feel just a little grateful that I was a part of it and that it's just over. It's, that's where it's a mischaracterization. He never disliked Star Wars. Okay. He didn't like Han Solo. Okay, okay. The character, he felt... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure what it was. I, I, it could be he didn't like that. He felt like a disingenuous character who just like, oh, he was supposed to be this scoundrel, a criminal who just became good. And maybe he thought it was a bit cliche. Maybe he just didn't like the way that the character was written and how it turned about. Um, but something he just didn't like the character and he wanted him dead as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, he made him the, one of the most beloved characters of the entire franchise <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh kind of ironic but i mean that's gonna tell you something he fucking hated the character yet he still put a lot of effort into the role mm-hmm. i wonder if john wick 4 is still in theaters did it Probably. even did it even go into theaters yet yeah. yeah it came out like a couple of weeks ago i think yeah i'm oh, worried because okay. i haven't seen the first three but I, I really want to, just so I can watch this one in theaters. I will tell you, uh, I saw John Wick 1 back in, like, 2018, and I remember that was the first time I'd seen... Because I was in, I was still in uh, school at the time, and we just had it, because uh, we were just fucking chilling, no lesson. And I remember catching it, we only got through, like, a quarter-way movie. I went home that night and just watched the rest of it, and that's probably the first time I've ever seen a movie that's made me do that. Because hmm. I was just like, man... I really enjoy this. <laughs> I that uh, I'm told that the John Wick series is fantastic. I worked at the theater when the third one came out, and I remember from, that like we sold out more than Star Wars did. From what I out. hear, yeah, this is just what I hear. Nothing like concrete. The f first one is good, obviously. Second one I've heard is also good. The third one is a bit mm, hit and miss. Like, it, it's not as good as like the first two. Hmm. Uh, like is that that that's just what I've heard. I haven't seen two, three, or four. Yeah, I own the first three on DVD, so I'm gonna watch those hopefully today, and then uh, I'm gonna go see it sometime, maybe tomorrow hmm. or later. Uh, but one of the movies. So, have you guys seen the D and D movie yet? Yes, no. I haven't. Do you guys care if I spoil it, or are you guys planning on seeing it? Uh, not really. I probably won't end up seeing it, to be honest. No. Math? Not a go. Okay. Um, this is the audio listeners' uh, spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah. spoiler warning. Uh, I fucking love that movie. It was 
awesome. It I I laughed so hard at the ending because the main antagonist dies by ba- by shaken baby syndrome. It's so <laughs> fucking silly. <laughs> okay, to explain that the so the it's a D&D party of a bard, a barbarian, a sorcerer, and a druid. And the main antagonist is a red wizard, evil necromantic wizard. And like and this is the thing that made me love this movie is even down to the final big climactic fight, it felt like a D&D game. Cuz so when you play D&D, you and your players will be rolling your rolling your attacks and your abilities, you'll go through your turns, and it takes hours. So like the big climactic fight on tabletop, you you'd be doing you'd be rolling and playing it out for like 3-4 hours. At least but yeah. in reality, like based on the storytelling, it was only like 45 seconds. So <laughs> in the in the movie, this final fight, there's she's like slinging spells and they're getting in doing their stuff and I mean, they like mollywop the shit out of her. Like there's a point <laughs> where they two of them have her arms grabbed. And somebody comes in and just starts beating the shit out of her face. Just punches and kicks. <laughs> Eventually, like, puts out this big, like, blast. Pushes everyone away. Um, and casts a time to- stop spell. Everyone gets frozen. And then she goes to cast another spell and it doesn't work. And it's revealed. They counterspelled the time stop. And they've managed to put a, like, anti-magic shackle on her wrist so she can't cast spells anymore uh so the druid turns into an owl bear uh massive just bear with an owl head and just beats the ever-loving fuck out of her like like it's reminiscent of the scene from the first avengers film where the hulk grabs loki and just smacks him into the ground a bunch of times (laughs) and eventually she stops looks down at her smacks her into the ground two more times then picks her up throws her like a fucking block away smacks her into a wall and then stones fall on her mm-hmm. just a, a rag doll i just one of the it's the most cathartic ending to a movie i've ever seen <laughs> another silly part i liked was that she was slinging all of her spells and then the the main the main guy with the the bard was just beating her over the head with a fucking loot yeah <laughs> just whack <laughs> then she'd cast a spell on him, and he'd go flying, and then he'd come back and just whack, and then another spell. <laughs> I mean, hey, what's the difference if your weapon's a loot? Would it be the exact same thing if you had a sword? <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, that movie was really good. And then there was that graveyard scene. Yeah, that's 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 what that's another scene that's a great example of. I love this film. Because they managed to find the perfect balance of a serious story with real character interaction and arcs, but they managed to keep it campy enough that it felt like, yeah, we're a bunch of idiots sitting around a table, we're gonna make some jokes. There's And there's scenes where you can tell, like, for the DM who was running the game, they went, oh shit, I don't know what to do. Like the uh, the paladin, I love that I can't I, I can't remember his name. I just call him Chad Thundercock, but black. because he's just good at everything, is very yeah. obviously meant to be a DMPC, a player character designed by the DM, but for the sole purpose of 
making because sh- the their party decided we're gonna go find this it's like super powerful enchanted helmet where is it found well it was last in the hands of this guy and then he explain when they find him he explains yeah it's in the underdark which is the most dangerous place on the planet everything is inhospitable they they like they come across intellect devourers literal walking brains that suck out your intelligence make you stupid and then just leave you brain dead it's it's not it's not safe down there so he goes with them does everything perfectly and then leaves and then because has he was one of the best choreographed fight scenes i've seen in a long time two of them Oh, dude, his fucking, like, sword glowing that way was so fucking cool. Not just the sword glowing. He also, his sword was two parts. So, yeah, he pulls the sword out of its sheath. Then the actual blade of the sword can detach. And he, like, uses it as a thrown weapon. And the hilt in his hand is now a dagger that he also fights with. It's It's awesome. Yeah, I thought and then, the movie was so good. Fat Dragon. Yeah, oh, I loved the Fat Dragon. It was so funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, he must have left his last layer. What'd he do? Eat it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, funny. It, for, for, for context for people to how fat this dragon was, there's a point where it's chasing them downhill, and it slips, turns sideways, and just starts rolling. It's just a ball. Yeah, it's fantastic. If if even if you've never played D anD D before, go watch it. You will be lost because it, it. Here's another thing I respect about this film. They did not care for exposition. They didn't tell you anything other than what was important to these characters and their story, but they just name drop shit and don't expect you to know. To oh the the note. the paladin's name is uh, Zenk Yendar. I don't know. Okay. It's not important, but um, yeah, that's no. Because anyway. they but like they'll they like the main city that they keep going back to is Neverwinter, which is a very important location in the Forgotten Realms, which is where they the world they're set in. Uh, they mention Baldur's Gate, Am, uh, the prison that they start the movie in is in Icewind Dale. Like, they show off a lot about the world. Hell, <clears throat> first uh, four minutes, and they mention how one of the characters that they're uh, waiting for is an Aarakocra. Do they explain anything about that? No. You just kind of... That's it. And I think it shows a lot of respect as they're like, we know who our audience, our target audience is, and they will know these things. So we're not going to waste their time by filling in extra minutes of this movie explaining it. And even then, it's not crucial information. No, because once he shows up, you realize this is a bird person. Because it's very obviously a bird. By the way, that scene had me laughing way harder than I should have. Just the last second of it where he goes, we approved your request. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And then the end of the movie? Yes, that's what I was going to get to, is the (laughs) secondary antagonist uh, is imprisoned for his crimes, and this prison, at once a year, if you are on good behavior, 
you are brought before a council and you plead for a pardon and and an early release uh he explains that even though it's just his first year that he would he learned a lot and would like to leave um they deny his pardon because it's a awful story that did nothing to prove his innocence or a change of heart uh he then tries to do the same thing that the previous characters did and tackle jarnathan the aarakocra out of the window so that way he could fly them to safety uh when he jumps through the curtains they both smack into a wall and fall over because they filled in the window with brick after the first attempt and he's dragged off and it's just it's a nice perfect circle to fill out the movie you just need to watch the movie please uh to our audience please watch the movie i know we explained a big chunk of it here please watch the movie we i wouldn't even say that was a big chunk or i mean we yeah but there's a lot that goes on in this movie i hope they keep making these just two more please even just, if they decrease a little in quality just two more like new dungeon new uh new adventuring parties because like the thing about this adventuring party is they were kind of morally gray yeah they were they were the like as the title implies honor amongst thieves like they were a group of criminals who kind of came together and ended for, for entirely selfish reasons, but in the end were selfless. I would like to see more of a more of a series for Dungeons and Dragons like this, but we see the other kinds of parties. Like we see the incredibly good or kind of the the neutral. I, I want to see us kind of move around that spectrum. One more thing, also. Uh, the actor Sophia Lillis. Such a cutie. The one who played the, uh, the T-Flame. Druid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love her movies as well. She's really, she's a good actress. Just had to throw that out there, I feel like. She's of age, right? Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna have to, I'm not gonna have to <laughs> notify authorities. <laughs> What do you mean? Is she of age? I, from watching that film, I wouldn't she, know. She is okay. Let me let me look up her information. <laughs> if he finds out she's underage, this whole recording is getting deleted. Okay, she is she is twenty one years old. Okay. Okay. For a reference, so I, like, I am I am twenty two. So it was like what? It's like five minutes of you two just talking. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about uh, other D and D things, like the two thousand. Boy, the warning is now over. I, I do not want to talk about the. 2000 <laughs> you don't movie. want to talk about the original D and D movie. I, I, I've I seen that one. Hold on, let me let me look up that movie. Um, the two thousand film. Uh, we could talk about the cartoon from the eighties. Okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Fear not, ranger, warrior, no, wizard, and acrobat. That's where the uh, weird, the like funky little dungeon master design came from. The like little short balding man with the red rope. I've never seen that before. I have seen a few low budget D and D films. You know them. You know what I mean by low budget. You can tell like some small ass company made it, and you know just got released onto like sci fi TV channel that sort of shit. Because back when I was a bit younger, when I used to watch TV all the time, I would record these um, these films and watch them later, like all these B movies, and uh, so that's where my, oh. my launch comes from. <clears throat> Sorry, 
I don't accept uh, your apology. Yeah. I'm trying to find the film. Uh, I, I was just going to say, is uh, I found a picture from the old cartoon, and in the D&D movie that we were just talking about, uh, there is a there is a scene where there are other adventuring parties, and one of them is a reference to the cart for, to the cartoon. Like all their costumes are the same. Oh, uh, I just I remember I watched the original D and D movie like five times because it was I silly watched... and it was stupid, yeah. and the main the main guy just kept going like, bah! it was so funny. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, I, I never did watch the cartoon. My dad did, but I did not. I mean, oh, yeah, it came out in 1983. I don't think he would have watched it. Wait, isn't D&D like moving like half races now? Huh? I don't want to. I don't. I'm I'm not going to talk about anything that Wizard of the Coast is deciting to do with D&D right now. Here's how we sum that up. I will get. I will wait. I will get mad about it. Dude, Wizard of the Coast is fucking shit. Don't yeah, we're not we're not going into it. I I want to go into one thing. For, they for fucked some... up Magic the Gathering. Oh my god, we don't need the we don't need the Chris Chan dimensional merge with fucking <laughs> du, with with Magic the Gathering cards. By the way, to sum up uh to sum up what Wizards of the Coast are doing with half races. Uh once again, uh Wizards of the Coast doing something dumb with D&D. Does this surprise you? It shouldn't. If you are surprised, what rock have you been living under? Can I live there too? <laughs> and also, this proves that once again, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, best roleplay system! Yeah! <laughs> Wait, that isn't from Zelda? No, that that's the Dungeon Master from the 80s cartoon. It looks For some reason, I always thought it came from, you know, that uh, shit Legend of Zelda game. The CDI? Yeah, I think so. You need to get a little mm, richer. Great, I'll grab my stuff. Jeff, you want it? It's yours, my friend. Man, I'm so hungry, I could eat an Octorok. Wizards of the Coast and Pride 2022. Mm. Uh, Let's not go into it. Let's not talk about it. I, I just looked. It's one of the first things I looked or I saw when I looked up uh, Wizards of the Coast and news. Oh, I remember this gif. Magic. I ain't gonna explain shit. Yeah, it's uh, I, in the you see a lot of edits with that one. It's pretty funny. Uh, no, I, I, I have told my. I think I've told my D and D nightmare story on this podcast before, so I'll save you. The details, but I would absolutely love to do a session with with just the four of you, five of you. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, here's the thing. I fucking hate D&D's role-playing system. I don't care how we do it. I don't care if it's even d and I just would, lo- I would love to do a role-playing Why game with you guys. Why role-play? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is out of the systems I've played, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, easily the best one. Or at least the one I've enjoyed the most. Don't and have a just... very, uh... Don't have a very wide arsenal there, though. I do. <laughs> yep, here it is. The, the D&D to Axe inherently racist half-elves and orcs from the books. 
You know how they're doing this? By calling them different species. So it is, as somebody already pointed out, by uh, definition, it is no longer cannibalism to for a uh, human or orc to eat an elf, as they are no longer the same species. Ah. That means it's open season, boys. Some uh, sliced elf meat goes pretty well with some ale. <laughs> so it's this uh, roundabout of, we're getting rid of the inherent racism by making it more racist. Yeah, yeah, they're getting rid of interracial breeding. Mixed race couple. Making it more uh, what was I gonna say? Just once again, Wizards of the Coast just can't help themselves. That wouldn't make any sense because even in the D and D movie, there were half breeds. Well, yeah. So how? D&D why would movie that came out before? Actually, no. I don't think there one. was this new one. Because yeah, came out before this change. Oh, so this hasn't a change yet. Okay. And not only that, there wasn't any half. There was a half human, half tiefling. Well, the thing with um, tieflings, and this has been 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 in the lore before, uh, they are a it's a cursed race. Like the reason they exist was a curse brought upon them. So if you are, if either of your parents, I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was either either of your parents or your mother specifically was a tiefling. You were being born a tiefling. That's it. Like, you're not a mix. Like, your parents could be two different races, but you will be a tiefling when you come out. The sorcerer was half two. Half elf, half human. Again, movie came out before the change. Yeah, I know, but are they gonna retcon the movie? Probably. That's ass. Yeah, blame Wizards of the Coast. I, I know. I, I have not once sided with Wizards of the Coast on this argument. And the, the thing also is that with the movie is it was made it was the minds behind it were not of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Which is why it's probably a good movie. It's all about choices. It's another thing also is it's it's a role playing game. Do what you want. You can literally just not care about this role. I mean, yeah, that was a I don't know why like tabletop game like publishers have this idea of we're gonna put we're gonna put this in and if you do this you're terrible it's like uh okay <laughs> you can put this rule in it's not gonna stop me from doing it because ultimately your roleplay system is just a platform for me to create my own thing yeah that that's so it's like you can tell me not to do this i'm gonna do it anyway it's like white wolf and they're fucking was it white wolf yeah yes with world of darkness <laughs> And they put in just a ton of bullshit in the rule book, and it's like I don't care what you tell me, I'm probably gonna do it anyway because I can, and you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna fucking do? The only thing that I could see that this could be an issue with is if they wanted, is if people wanted to do like online sessions, like using using these different platforms. And it just doesn't give you the option to do yeah. that kind of stuff. But, I mean, as long as you're... You could just do it through pen and paper or even just through better applications. Roll20 is a good website for this. Yeah. If you want to do online tabletop stuff. Uh, I, you know what? How about this? It's in. It's still in the similar vein. It's an alcohol story. It's in the similar vein of movies. And fantasy. 
was uh, something that I heard of recently. It was, I don't remember if it was part of their podcast or part of another talk show. Um, but with um, Billy Boyd and Sean Monaghan. Uh, if you got if uh, any in our audience don't recognize the two names, they played Merry and Pippin in the Lord ah, of the Rings trilogy. Um, uh, Sean Sean Monaghan played Merry, Billy Boyd played Pippin. Um, but apparently, when they were going to start filming, or when they were uh, going to film at some point during the process. Billy Boyd and Orlando Bloom were in London, getting on a plane headed to New Zealand. Um, and he said that it was his 31st birthday, Billy Boyd. So, they drank a bottle of champagne. And when they uh, landed at a connecting flight in LA, because of time zones, it was his birthday again. So they celebrated with another bottle of champagne. <laughs> so the reason that this is a great great information is Pippin was the character in Lord of the Rings that famously delivered the line of but what about second breakfast? <laughs> what about second so, birthday? Exactly. <laughs> Another example of how we went going back to when we talked about Lord of the Rings earlier, <laughs> there is not a better cast for a film in history. <laughs> that it was the perfect trilogy. That they were, every actor, every actress, was perfect for their role. To the point of that they basically lived out the character. Just in their own day-to-day lives. That's just their personalities fit so well. Mm. Dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. D- hold on, the, the guy oh, who on. played... The guy Wait. who played, um... Yeah. <laughs> give me the character. Uh, Agent Smith. He played the um the the half Hugo Weaving. Yes. Hugo Weaving. He, he, like te- he played Elrond. Yes. And he te- while technically a half elf, he foresaw he went he forgot forwent the uh, human side. And he is an elf. Yeah. Remember that's how they work. I, there okay. are no half half elves in that universe. There, he's not. He is a half elf. They're not him technically. And his, him and his brother were, and his yeah, brother but chose his brother humanity. chose he, his brother chose humanity. He chose to be an elf, so he is an elf. <laughs> I know. There's uh, no middle ground. It's just what uh, it's what uh, Max gives me sprinkles of Lord of the Rings lore, and I just sort of keep it. Yeah. Um. No, I when I see him, I'm always I love I love his acting too. Oh, Hugo Weaving is amazing. He was Megatron. Yep. <laughs> he, he was also V. And that's all I know. <laughs> he was also V in V for Vendetta. And, uh, yeah. Agent Smith in the Matrix series. Yeah. Um, Red Skull in Captain America. He was in that uh, Mortal Engines movie. He was in Hacksaw Ridge. I don't think anybody else has Caldor. Talking about Hugo Reaven. Oh, Hugo Reaven. He was in Happy Wasn't there a Borderlands movie that was supposed to come out? I think it's still in development. Yeah, Why? don't, don't, no, don't talk about, don't, don't bring that evil horrible. onto this planet. 
<laughs> what, you don't want a Borderlands movie made by Eli Roth with Jack Black as Claptrap? No. <laughs> uh, remember the Monster Hunter movie that came out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when there, that that is an example of I think is the perfect thing to explain. Cause so we talked about video game movies prior, right? Because you brought up the Mario movie. We I talked about them on previous podcasts. I'm pretty sure. I think the Monster Hunter movie was the perfect example of why they suck and why they regularly aren't good is they tried to make it relatable by putting real people into this fantasy world as kind of a to give us a reason for the exposition and the learning alongside because they're making it for an audience that doesn't know what monster hunter is yeah because i was about to say that it's like the maker the 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 creators of these movies what they never seem to understand is if you are making a movie based off a video games like series like monster hunter you're not making it for a general audience no in the, you the, you, a, a just shouldn't specify with like a series or anything like that just if you are making it based off of a, video a game, game. Yeah. or a book or if it's based off of something, it's not an original script that was written to be a movie. Like we brought up Lord of the Rings already, D and D, um, Monster Hunter, any video game movie. If there is a source material that your script and your movie is going to be based off of, you don't need to try and relate it to a wider audience. Because if you are making it, it already is being advertised to people who are already fans of such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't understand. I'm if you're gonna make a movie about a game, you don't need to tell anybody anything about it. Like the people give people them... that got to watch it are already gonna know. Yeah, that's I don't know. I feel like that should just be commonplace, but it is. It's also it's it's also because I think most makers of video game movies don't really care that much about the source material. No, that's uh, why with, like, for example, with The Witcher, why the biggest struggle with Henry Cavill was, oh, he cares too much about source material. (laughs) I don't know how you can give that argument of how saying it was hard to work with him when your every argument you say is just, oh, he cared too much. Well, that's the thing. In Hollywood, uh, caring gets you stamped out. (laughs) I don't, yeah, but... Too many, too many pig shit writers have wormed their fucking way into Hollywood. And actually, just every sort of facet of media, really. And I think they need to be removed. Because I feel like the writing standard in media recently has gone down fucking drastically. And, like, you, we could see the beginning of this, like, fucking ten mid years twi- ago. Yeah, mi- I was about to say, mid-2010s. Yeah, like, it, you, we could have seen it back in, I would say, the earliest examples were probably in, like, 2012. Yeah. And it just got worse and worse. And then in the last, like, five years, it it, it, like, it went from a, stan- a, uh, like a standard, just average decline to, like, a, just a cliff. It's because I'm convinced hiring standards for writers has just gone down, even though all companies are just hiring so many writers. 
It's one or the other. It's either, like, hiring standards have gone down, or they're just hiring too many and things get lost. I think another thing that could be is people who have pull. Because there's a lot of former actors and actresses who are now going into writing, and they're not good at it. But because they have a career behind them, where, you know, no cuts to their acting career, they could have been great. But because of that history, the suddenly people take their opinions and their writing and go, wow, this is going to be great. Yeah. And it's like, no, not so much. And people just also just don't care about, like, drafting. I, no, there's no, the there's movie, no draft. I yeah, just no. don't think that we're... We're in for a good ride with movies. We're in the we're we're uh we're in we're not in the fuck around anymore. We're in the find out. Because the, also a big thing is that there's not a lot of originality happening. Yeah, it's a lot of Every, reboots and a famous IP. Let's use it. Yeah, and then ruin it. Just like Velma. DC. Yeah, and Velma. That was terrible. Oh God, that was terrible. You know, it wouldn't have even been half as bad if they wouldn't have used the Scooby-Doo IP. If they'd have just made them all normal, different named yeah. characters, it'd have been probably different better. But no, they had to like, oh, people who liked Scooby-Doo are going to flock to this new thing. And guess yeah. what? No dog. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, Scooby-Doo? Uh, no Scooby-Doo. Like, what? What? What like- are we doing here? When I first heard about the show, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm not going to care about it. And then I heard that there was no Scooby to be found. I'm like, okay, what's even the point of the show? What's the problem? problem, That's another problem with modern media and how it just loves... If it's like a reboot of an established franchise, it will love to just shit on the fans who liked it in the first place. Oh, yeah. Speaking of... of shitting and uh butchered um shows anybody seen the numbers for rings of power depressing no probably what we call it not good uh nobody hardly anybody's watching it yeah you mean this money laundering scheme that pretty much everybody everybody came out and said wow this is dog shit they said that i agree you, you have bad opinions. You disagree that it's a bad show? Well, I had a good time watching it. Okay, you had a good time watching it. Does it mean it is structurally good? Yeah. No. No. That's not what that means at all. <laughs> Am I going to have to ring this bell again? You can enjoy something whilst the thing is still bad. It can be objectively like bad and you can still like it. Like me and me and Nurgle here play Destiny all the time. Do you think that we think it is a well-structured game? Fuck no. It has had high points and a lot of low points. A lot of low points. It's like it's like watching watching shit like The Expendables. Like yeah, did I did I enjoy watching it? Was it fun to watch all the gunfights and the explosions? Yeah. Were the quips funny at times? Yeah. Was it good? No. Eh. <laughs> But it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to just be literally a big reference to all these old action stars. That's all it was. The but it, it wasn't it, great. Uh, it wasn't good. Does anybody also remember the show that's coming out for Game of, Games of Thrones? 
game of uh, House of the Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. From what I hear, it's okay. It's pretty decent. I've actually, I haven't heard anything terrible about it. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll, not I'll... not that it's bad. I was just gonna say that when I when I looked into Rings of Power, because I went, oh yeah, that exists. Still, I I looked into it, and they say that uh, the only time that Rings of Power like superseded that uh, the the House Game of the Dragon, of the, yeah, House of the Dragon, in popularity was Episode One. After that, tanked. Mm. It's probably because at least, like, probably some of the less ardent haters was like, okay, I'll give it a watch. See if it is at least okay. They saw it and went, okay, no. <laughs> I just quit making shit. Make your own. You don't have to ruin an established IP. You don't think Lord of the Rings fans, uh, you don't think they're gonna, they're, they're gonna not notice all the mistakes you put in? You don't think that they're gonna care that all you really put effort into was visuals? The Rings fan, it doesn't take. Okay, apparently it does nowadays. Okay, hold up. Did you just bring up visually appealing? I I was gonna say barely at the end, but then Marvel went on as well. Well, Rings of Power had a one billion dollar budget. Jesus, I can see why you say it's a money laundering scheme. Christ. And the costumes are of worse quality by a long shot for what they did for the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Which, if I remember correctly, all three films, because they were filmed at once, so it was all one budget, was... I want to say it was... I'm going to look it up. It was... It was of. I want to say it was like a few hundred million. It wasn't. It wasn't like insanely high. So we're talking about series that were basically money laundering schemes. You know what I just remembered? The Halo show. Oh no! <laughs> that was an actual one hundred percent. That was that's a money laundering dirty. scheme. <laughs> yeah. That's dirty. Uh, didn't uh, it get confirmed? Second season. Over. Thanks for watching. Bye. Jesus. Oh. Okay. Two minutes it's left. not over yet. Yeah, but we ain't talking about fucking Halo. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so the budget for all three Lord of the Rings films was $281 million For all three films. Meanwhile, uh, $1 billion. And you can say, like, oh, but this is meant to be a series. Yeah, I would expect the series to have a higher budget by the end. Because how long are the episodes for Rings of Power supposed to be? An hour? I think so. So, like, yeah. You're doing a series of... Let, let's say you do fucking 13 episodes for a season. And each is an hour long. I would expect the season's budget to be more than three films. That just makes sense. It's more There's more filming to be done. More people to work with. But if that's the case, why is the quality also lower? Maybe most of that fucking budget was spent on advertising. <laughs> Who knows? I was gonna say, as for the Halo show, actually, like, I can get, like, I can look past some some things where it's like, okay, you know, just poor directing. Like, you could have done better. Actual unpainted props in the end product. 
they just. I want to bring this up before the episode ends as well. We're going a little bit over time, but who cares? A lot of people are making stuff about franchises they just don't like. They just hate them. And they just use them as a vehicle to tell their own shit stories. Yeah. Velma. Uh, how about we end with this one? Because I feel like this uh, will culminate pretty much all of the things we've just talked about. And it's a quote from Tolkien. Evil cannot create. It can only corrupt that which good has made. Yeah. yeah I that's pretty that. succinct. Alright, sorry. And on that bitter som- note. <laughs> somber note. Uh, uh, next- <laughs> Everything Bye. you love will turn to shit. <laughs> we promise. We promise the next one will be a little bit more positive. Bye. No actual yeah. guarantee, though. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.